Hi everyone, I'm Chloe and welcome back to another episode of What's Up WWE Universe, the podcast where we recap Raw, NXT, and SmackDown and talk about news, rumors, wrestlers, matches, and everything going on in the WWE Universe. Before we get started, make sure to like or subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already, and tell everyone you know so that we can keep our audience growing and spreading, and make sure to follow our Facebook page at What's Up WWE Universe Pod, and our regular username is just What's Up WWE Universe. Now, let's start off and recap this past week's episode of Monday Night Raw. So before we get into anything, I just want to let you guys know if you guys hear booming noises all throughout this, my neighbors are just shooting fireworks for the 4th, so let's just go ahead and get into it. We kicked off the show and Adam Pierce and Sonya Deville said that Randy Orton was not there and wouldn't be able to compete in the triple threat match he was supposed to be, so my prediction completely went out the window, and then Riddle came out and gave Adam Pierce and Sonya Deville what he said was a quote-unquote letter from Randy. And they were like, dude, dude you wrote this. You, you drew a viper. <laughs> you drew a viper. And Riddle asked if he can be in the over-the-top rope battle royale to take Randy's place because Riddle, of course, is already qualified, but he wanted to help Randy to still have a chance in this match. So they were like, okay, you can do it. And then we had an over-the-top battle royale for the triple threat last chance money in the bank qualifying match in Randy's spot. The competitors were Riddle, the Viking Raiders, Jinder Mahal, Angel Garza, R-Truth, Mustafa Ali, Drew Gulak, Akira Tozawa, Damian Priest, Jeff Hardy, Cedric Alexander, Mansoor, Shelton Benjamin, and Umberto Carrillo. Which I don't honestly remember if Umberto was in this match. That I'm just reading off this website. But anyways, we did see some crazy moments throughout this match. Drew Gulak, he was one of the first people to be eliminated. And Akira Tozawa started out as the... 24-7 champion, and once he got eliminated, Drew Gulak pinned him and won the 24-7 championship during the match. Then after R-Truth was eliminated, he rolled him up and became the 24-7 champion, and then Akira Tozawa rolled him up and became the 24-7 champion again. And then during the match, Omos came out and he eliminated the Viking Raiders and attacked them after the match, and then at the end, it was between Riddle and Damian Priest, but we did see Riddle get the upper hand, and they played his music. He was like, no, play Randy's music. And so they played at Randy's music, and Riddle tried to do his best Randy Orton pose and impression. And then we saw backstage Nia Jax, Shayna Baszler, and Reginald, and Nia and Reggie were trying to help Shayna cope with everything that Alexa Bliss has done, and Shayna says that she'll send Alexa with Lily in a permanent timeout because Alexa said that after what Lily did to Shayna a few weeks ago, she's in a timeout and she's still in that timeout. And then after they walked away to go 
for Shayna's match. We saw Alexa standing by and watching, so she was definitely not happy about that. And then we saw AJ Styles and Omos, and AJ was talking about how he wasn't happy about the triple threat match. He says that it should have just been a one-on-one match with him and Drew, and that should have been it. Riddle shouldn't have been added to it, and they should should have done nothing, basically. And almost said that he was just getting rid, rid of competition for AJ earlier when he eliminated and attacked the Viking Raiders because they are the top contenders for the Raw Tag Team Championships, which is what, of course, AJ and almost have right now. And AJ laid out his money in the bank plans. He wants to go on and become a three-time WWE champion. And maybe if he wins the Money in the Bank ladder match, he'll be able to do that. And then we saw the Lucha House Party complimenting Nikki Cross on her new superhero look. And he's then after that, Nikki said her new outfit represents just being the best that you can be. And she got excited for the Money in the Bank match, which of course she is qualified for. And she came up with new with a new nickname. So she's also not going by just Nikki Cross, but she's also going by Nikki Ash. Almost a superhero. And so we saw her go up against Shayna Baszler. And during the match, Alexa Bliss came out. And again, like I said, I love that Nikki just doesn't, like, care that Alexa's getting involved. She's just being the best she can be in her little superhero gimmick. And then we saw Alexa hypnotizing Nia Jax. And then was stopped by Reginald. And then Alexa kicked down Nikki and I mean, not Nikki, Naya and Reginald. So, definitely a lot of tormenting with that trio. But we did see Nikki roll up Shayna for that victory. So, Shayna Baszler is definitely losing her confidence because of everything Alexa Bliss has done. And then we saw Kofi Kingston and MVP have a face-to-face, and Kofi demanded that He would do more respect for Xavier Woods because of everything that he and Bobby Lashley have been doing to him and the New Day, of course. And he said that he'd make Bobby Lashley pay at Money in the Bank because they, of course, are having a WWE Championship match. And I'm honestly very happy to see Kofi in that spotlight again because he really never got a rematch after losing his WWE championship two years ago to Brock Lesnar. And then MVP MVP came out and said, like, and Bobby was not here. Let's just say that. He's on one of his vacations. And MVP said that Kofi was no threat to Bobby and that he enjoyed doing everything to Xavier Woods in that Hell in a Cell match last week. You know, him and Bobby tormenting Xavier after the match was already done and Kofi could do absolutely nothing about it. And then Kofi said that Bobby was more beatable than ever now and called him out for taking vacations and brought up that one time, of course, a little while ago when Kofi did beat Bobby Lashley, like, during his reign, of course. Like, his current reign. And then Kofi said that Xavier will be back next week, and he will be taking on Bobby Lashley again, just not in the cell. And then he called out MVP for milking his knee injury, 
he's walking around with that cane and everything. And then he came over and knocked down MVP. So Kofi definitely made a statement on Monday. And then we saw Eva Marie and Dewdrop backstage. And Eva said that what Dewdrop did last week, like jumping down from the apron just as Eva did. Eva said that Dewdrop just made a little mistake and she was going to give her a second chance in the rematch. Her and Dewdrop against Asuka and Naomi, of course, the Money in the Bank qualifying match that they had last week and they didn't win. But then we saw Asuka and Naomi against Eva Marie and Dewdrop. And again, Eva pulled that same thing, jumping down from the apron, making Dewdrop do all the dirty work. And that's what we've talked about, of course. Eva's whole character basically has been, she finds like a partner and makes them do all the dirty work for her and claims it as her own. And we did not see Eva tagged into this match at all. Dewdrop took out both Asuka and Naomi and she wanted in won them the match and Eva Marie announced herself the winner after match and she didn't even acknowledge Dewdrop at all she just said the winner of this match is Eva Marie like of course not acknowledging the hard work that Dewdrop has done so again I think it's only a matter of time before Dewdrop smashes Eva's face in and is absolutely done with her because Eva's basically just using Dewdrop to do all the dirty work for her. And, yeah. And then we saw The Miz and John Morrison backstage believe. And they said that they believe that John Morrison, who is qualified for the Money in the Bank ladder match, they believe that he can become Mr. Money in the Bank. And then we saw Ricochet come and interrupt them. And called them out for that. And he has also qualified for the match. And he took their drip sticks and sprayed them with him. And Miz, of course, had nowhere to go in that wheelchair. And so he's squirting him like crazy. It was all crazy, of course. And then we saw Ricochet versus John Morrison, of course, to settle this whole thing. And... During the match, Ricochet came over to The Miz again and used the dripstick on him again. And then he broke the dripstick. So that was... They didn't appreciate that, let's just say. and But there was no winner because there was a double countout. So the war, I'm sure, between these two is not over. So we might get a rematch on the next episode. I wouldn't be shocked if we do. And... Then we saw Charlotte Flair and Natalia and Tamina backstage getting ready for their match against Rhea Ripley, Dana Brooke, and Mandy Rose. These arch enemies, I guess you can say, for the past little while now. And they were talking about how they weren't too worried about their opponents. And then we did see the match. Charlotte, Natalia, and Tamina versus Rhea, Dana, and Mandy. And before the match even begun, everyone started brawling, of course. And... We did see Charlotte, Natalia, and Tamina pick up the win. But then after the match, Rhea came over and attacked Charlotte. So definitely the war is not over between these two women. And the all six of these women, of course. Natty and Tamina going after Mandy and Dana. And then we saw backstage, Jackson Riker was getting ready for a strap match against Elias. And then we saw Akira Tozawa running and R-Truth running after him. And then R-Truth sees him 
our truth sees Jackson Ranker with the strap getting ready. He's like, why are you doing that? Why are you doing that? What is that? Are you unhappy? What is that for? And he said that he was getting ready for a strap match with Elias. And R-Truth asked to borrow the strap to get his 24-7 championship back. And if you actually watched Raw Talk after the show, um, Jackson Riker came on and R-Truth was like, let me see that strap. Because Jackson Riker brought the strap with him for truth. So thank you, Jackson. That was very generous of you. (laughs) And then we saw Elias against Jackson Riker, their strap match. And, of course, it was a no-brainer. Jackson Riker pulled out the win. I mean, honestly, in what world would Jackson, I mean, Elias win this match? I mean, I'm not saying he's not talented. He is talented, but this whole rivalry, I just couldn't see Elias winning. But And then we saw Damian Priest actually came to Riddle and congratulated him and wished him good luck in the triple threat match. And Riddle was like, I'm not Riddle. I'm Randy Orton. And then Damien's like, alright, well, I was gonna go to Burger King with Riddle, but I can't find him. And Riddle's like, alright, it's me. And so he coaxed him out with the Burger King, and Damien said that Randy is lucky to have Riddle as his friend and tag team partner. Riddle's just like, Oh, so yeah, that was Damien's a good sport, even though I'm sure he was definitely disappointed he didn't get that opportunity. He was a good sport. So that's awesome. And I'm glad we get to see Damien Priest in some more light. We haven't seen him in like a ton of light since WrestleMania, Um, his tag team match with Bad Bunny against Miz and Morrison. So that was good to see him getting some more screen time. And then we saw... Drew McIntyre backstage, of course, sharing his old wisdom stories about the Scotland War and says that he will win the triple threat and the Money in the Bank ladder match. So he was very confident heading into that match. And then we saw Drew McIntyre versus AJ Styles versus Riddle in the triple threat last chance Money in the Bank qualifying match. There were a bunch of crazy moments in this match. During the match, AJ Styles and Riddle threw Drew McIntyre through a table during the match. And then during the match, Riddle ran over. I don't remember if he was trying to kick Drew or AJ, but they moved and he hit his foot on the steel steps during the match. And he's like, oh my God, I think I broke it. I think I broke it. And then he had to be escorted out by medics. And he was not happy about that. And then a little later in the match, Riddle came back out. He was limping and he had a bandage over his foot. And then we saw almost actually saved AJ Styles from Riddle. So Riddle tried, but he unfortunately couldn't do it for Randy. And we did see Drew McIntyre win this match. So he will have a chance at becoming Mr. Money in the Bank. And maybe if Kofi wins at Money in the Bank, maybe he'll actually have an opportunity to cash in and become WWE champion again. And so that'll do it for the Raw recap. I'm very interested to see where all these lead up to, especially heading into Money in the Bank. And yeah. Now, let's recap this past week's episode of NXT. 
So NXT last Tuesday was pretty darn eventful, so let's go ahead and get right into it. We kicked off the night with a number one women's tag team titles contenders, and the winners would face the way at the Great American Batch, which is this upcoming Tuesday, and it was Shotzi Blackheart and Ember Moon against Io Shirai and Zoe Stark against Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez. These are some teams that have definitely wanted to be the NXT Women's Tag Team Champions with, of course, Shotzi and Ember and Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez. They want to hold those again. And, of course, Io Shirai and Zoe Stark have never held them, but we did see them pick up the win, so maybe it'll be a first for them. And then we saw Johnny Gargano backstage attack Karrion Cross, and then security had to separate them. And then they announced the NXT Breakout Tournament, and it's been a while since we've had one. Of course, the last one had Cameron Grimes, Isaiah Swerve Scott, Bronson Reed, Angel Garza. And so it'll be very interesting to see the up-and-coming talent. And then we saw Bronson Reed. He credited the breakout tournament for his North American Championship. He said, like, if it wasn't for the breakout tournament, I might not be the North American Champion now. And then Hit Row came up to him and they asked, why isn't Isaiah Swerve Scott the North American champion? And Bronson said that it was because of his hard work and dedication. And then Isaiah challenged Bronson for the championship that same night and Bronson accepted. And then we saw Karrion Cross come out and he called out Johnny Gargano. That looks to be his biggest Priority right now, we could see them clash at the Great American Bash. Clash at the Bash, uh-huh. And then we saw Johnny came out and again talked at Carrion. And then Austin Theory sneak attacked Carrion and everyone brawled. And security came out and they stopped Carrion from using the seal steps on Austin and Johnny. And then we saw Carrion eyeing Samoa Joe who was, of course, with them. And Scarlett was like, oh, it's all right. They'll pay. And then, again, all throughout the night, we saw, like, that NXT thing. It was still charging. So I'm very interested to see what this means. I'm sure on Tuesday we'll get to find out what it means because I think by the Great American Bash it'll be done charging. So we'll just have to see what that means. And then we saw... Johnny Gargano and Austin Theory leaving the CWC, getting out of there very quickly. And then we saw of the Diamond Mine, Roderick Strong against Asher Hale. And we did see Roderick Strong pull off the win against Asher Hale. And Malcolm Bivens said that this win was just the beginning of the Diamond Mine. So we'll just have to see what's next for the Diamond Mine. And then we saw Cameron Grimes go up against Ari Sterling. And we saw Cameron Grimes pull off the win. And then after that, LA Knight came out and said that Cameron Grimes was just a natural-born loser. And Cameron challenged LA for the Million Dollar Championship at the Great American Bash. And LA Knight accepted. And if Cameron Grimes loses, he'll become LA Knight's butler. And Cameron Grimes agreed. So... We'll just have to find out what happens at the Great American Bash. 
And then we saw backstage the way confronting Io Shirai and Zoe Stark about not being friends. And Zoe says that they just need respect to work together and be a good team. And then Candace was like, all right, Zoe will be careful. Io tends to be a sore loser. And, of course, no shortage of history between these two women. And Io says that her and Zoe will become the NXT Women's Tag Team Champions. So we'll have to see how that match goes down at the Great American Bash. And then we saw Kyle O'Reilly came out and he called out Adam Cole. And Samoa Joe brought out some security. And Adam said Kyle was obsessed with him. And is absolutely just... Kyle was nothing without Adam Cole. And he was like, I know it, you know it, Samoa Joe knows it, and your wife knows it. And Kyle was like, okay, don't you dare bring up my wife. And then Kyle basically said that he was ashamed that he even associated himself with Adam Cole. And Kyle attacked Adam, and Samoa Joe did nothing and walked away, and security separated them. Like, Samoa was like, oh, okay, you can... I don't care. I mean, at this point, you deserve it. And then we saw Tian Shaw were talking about their mixed tag team match with Mercedes Martinez and Jake Atlas. And they said they were ready to destroy them. And then before that match, we saw Hit Row pumping up Isaiah Swerve Scott backstage for his North American Championship match. And then we saw Jake Atlas and Mercedes Martinez against Tian Shaw. And there was... A lot of action in this match. That would be an understatement to say. But we did see Tian Shaw pick up the win. And it was actually revealed that Mercedes Martinez suffered a concussion. So we might not see her for a little while. Hopefully it's a, a speedy recovery for Mercedes. So we'll give all our well wishes and prayers towards her. And then we saw... Tommaso Ciampa and Timothy Thatcher and MSK had a face-to-face -face because they will be facing each other for the NXT Tag Team Championships at the Grand American Bash. And Tommaso called MSK the underdogs of the match, even though they were the champions. And he wanted to get Timothy Thatcher his first title in NXT. And MSK just asked for some respect. And they attempted to start a brawl, but they didn't. And Tommaso said that MSK won't be so lucky next week. So we'll just have to see how this match turns out at the Great American Bash. And then we saw... What did we see next? William Regal was talking about how he was excited for the breakout tournament. And Saray, someone we haven't seen in a little bit, came up to him and requests to face Tony Storm, who is also someone we haven't seen in a quite some time and he said that he would consider it so I would really love to see Tony and Sarega in the ring together two very talented women facing each other I think that'd be so cool and then we saw Johnny Gargano and Karrion Cross brawling at his car who we thought was gone of course Johnny and Karrion attacked Austin Theory before leaving and Smojo dragged Johnny inside so, Samojo is definitely taking charge at NXT. That's for sure. And then we saw the match of Isaiah Swerve Scott against Bronson Reed for the North American Championship. And during the match, we saw Shanti Theodonis put his hands on Bronson Reed while the ref was turned. And then Top Dollar tried to go for 
Bronson Reed, but Bronson moved and Tom Dalla went through the barricade and then Bronson threw him over there too. But at the end of the match, we did see after a jaw-dropping 450 splash, Isaiah Swerve Scott made the cover and he won the North American Championship, which if I'm being honest, I did not expect that at all. But congratulations to Isaiah Swerve Scott and like I said, of course, a very eventful night. And next week is going to be the Great American Bash, which I'm so excited about. And I'm very excited to see all the matches. So we'll just have to see what happens at the Great American Bash. Now, let's recap this past week's episode of Friday Night Smackdown. So on this past week's episode of Friday Night Smackdown was pretty darn eventful, so let's just go ahead and get into it. We started off the night, and Edge came out and said that he knew that Roman Reigns was scared of him. He showed proof of what happened at WrestleMania when he used the chair leg in his mouth, or however, I guess you could say it, through his teeth, jaw, and Roman's eyes. He pointed out, you know, the fear in Roman's eyes and he said he knew that Roman was scared of him and that he knew that he could take his universal championship away from him at Money in the Bank. So it's going to be a pretty awesome showdown between these two regardless of who wins at Money in the Bank. And then we saw Jimmy Uso coming up and tonight both Roman Reigns and Jay Uso were no-shows and Jimmy Uso told Paul Heyman that he and Roman Reigns would take down Edge together. And then we saw King Nakamura and Big E against Apollo Crews and Baron Corbin. Of course, Baron Corbin comes out and the whole King Corbin um, music and entrance videos playing. And then they're like, King! And they're like, oh, wait, he's not King anymore. And so he lost his entrance music. He lost his video package so they're gonna have to do some revamping on that and then during the match rick boogs announced that baron's Cor baron corbin's car was being towed outside and he showed it and baron corbin's like freaking out and then that allowed biggie and king nakamura to pull off the win and baron corbin was absolutely despondent after after the match, he's been despondent ever since losing his crown. Like, he feels like he's lost his purpose. And then we saw my girl Bailey coming out and gloating over her pinning the victory in the tag team match last week over Bianca Belair and called Bianca mentally weak. And then Bianca came out and accused Bailey of being obsessed with her. And she said, she admitted that Bailey's voice is like always in her head. And then she challenged Bailey to an I quit match at Money in the Bank. And Bailey was like, oh, I would never, I quit to you. I mean, if I did that, I'd probably stop competing in anything. So the stakes are very high. And then Bailey accepted, and Bianca started laughing, of course, like Bailey does to Bianca. And Bailey's like, what's so funny? And then Bianca was like, oh, I just can't wait to hear you say you quit to me. So that'll be a very interesting match. That's only happened a few times at Money in the Bank, like a women's championship match with an I quit stipulation. So that'll be very interesting and cool to watch. And then we saw Jimmy Uso saying that he thinks that Roman Reigns wants him to step up 
and call out Edge, even if he's not there with them, of course. And then we saw Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn, last man standing, Money in the Bank qualifying match. There were so many crazy moments in this match. And during the match, like, Kevin Owens got thrown through two tables, and he still made it before the count of ten. And then Sami Zayn got thrown onto two tables and the ring apron, and he didn't make it, leaving Kevin Owens to win the match. And he has qualified for Money in the Bank on Talking Smack. He actually made a phone call to Paul Heyman, and he said that when he won the Money in the Bank ladder match, he was coming for Roman. So... Kevin Owens might have some unfinished business with Roman Reigns. And then we saw Edge saying that Jimmy Uso and Roman Reigns' trap for him wasn't going to work and that he would outsmart the two of them. And then we saw Rick Boogs trying to quote-unquote comfort Baron Corbin, basically like trying to make it out like he was comforting him, but it was like teasing him and mocking and humiliating him and then Baron was like screw you and walked away so Baron Corbin is definitely not the most happy right now that that's an understatement he is extremely unhappy extremely despondent and then we saw Sonia Deville coming out and announcing the latest addition to the women's money in the bank ladder match it is Zelina Vega she is back that is something we've talked about her possibly returning and she's back now. And Zelina came out and said she looked forward to winning the match. And Liv Morgan came out and called out Sonia for just putting Carmella and Zelina in the match. And Zelina said that she could embarrass Liv. And Liv slapped Zelina down and demanded that Sonia set up a match for the two of them. And then we had Liv Morgan versus Zelina Vega. And it was a quick victory. Um, Liv Morgan got the upper hand and got the victory, so she, at some point, will most likely be added to the women's Money in the Bank ladder match, and Zelina Vega, actually, on Talking Smack, she talked about how she has still some unfinished business with Bianca Belair, so if she wins the match, she'd like to get her hands on Bianca, because if y'all remember last summer, it was revealed that Zelina Vega actually poisoned her husband, Montez Ford, so she was definitely not happy about that, and so... Maybe if she does win, this rivalry will be revived. And then we actually saw Carmella watching this match backstage. So, like, the SmackDown ladies in this match all, I guess, strung together, I guess you could say. And then we saw Seth Rollins coming into Adam Pearce and Tony DeVille's office, and he was angry at them for giving Edge a Universal Championship match. And so they set up a Money in the Bank qualifying match for him against Cesaro next week. So have to see where that match goes, especially considering Cesaro lost to Seth Rollins in that tag team match last week. So we'll just have to see where that goes. And then we saw Angelo Dawkins versus New Look Otis. All his hair is gone. He doesn't have a beard. He doesn't have that long hair. Completely different person. And we did see Otis get a victory off. And Montez Ford is still out. So we'll have to wait and see when he's able to come back. And then we saw Jimmy Uso said that he promised to 
represent Roman Reigns even if he doesn't show up. And then Jimmy went out and said that he didn't need Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns. What's that? Roman Reigns to face Edge. And then Edge came out and said that Roman was just using Jimmy like he did Jay. And he said that this all was just a trap for Jimmy. And then Edge and Jimmy brawled. And Jimmy actually, multiple times during the brawl, he, like, tapped out. But it wasn't a match, so it didn't matter. And Edge did the same thing that he did to Roman at WrestleMania. He used the chair leg on Jimmy for submission. He was like, look at the eyes, Roman. Look at the eyes. And so Edge is definitely ready for Roman Reigns at Money in the Bank. Well, that'll do it for the SmackDown recap. Like always, I'm very interested to see where all these events lead up to, especially now to Money in the Bank. And yeah, now let's talk about some news. Becky Lynch and Seth Rollins are officially Mrs. and Mr. It's official. Becky Lynch and Seth Rollins are finally married. Last Tuesday, an uproar, well, not an uproar, but craziness. Everyone's going crazy because last Tuesday, Seth Rollins posted a photo on his Instagram story with the caption, seems like a fine day to, in parentheses, finally get married. And then while he nor Becky Lynch made any further comments after that, WWE.com ran an article that said that they got married, said she is the man, she is the mom, and as of today, Becky Lynch is officially a wife, WWE.com's article read. I am super happy for them. They were engaged for a little less than two years, and a big congrats to them, because I'm sure, of course, with everything going on in their wrestling lives and careers, it was very hard to find a date but they finally did it, and I think that life couldn't be better for them. I mean, they have a beautiful little girl and happy, cute little girl, and now they're married. I think the only thing that would make Seth a little bit happier was if he got that Universal Championship match at Money in the Bank. But he is married to the love of his life, which is awesome. So a huge congratulations to Becky and Seth. And we wish you all here at What's Up WWE Universe many happy years together as a married couple. And some luck with the parenthood still. Now, let's talk about a rumor. Did Nia Jax and Roman Reigns get into an argument at Survivor Series? So on Chris Jericho's Talk is Jericho podcast, he had former WWE superstar Lana on and she talked about everything during her WWE run and career and she talked about her big win as the sole survivor at last year's Survivor Series, even though she basically did nothing and the story of the match with her rivalry with Nia Jax especially kept... Of course, with the whole thing getting thrown by the tables and at the end of the rivalry, Lana got the last laugh through through a table. But I think everyone's just going to remember Nia screaming, my hole! But anyways, as revealed by Lana, they wanted to do another table spot at the Survivor Series, but Roman Reigns 
like was against the plan because he had a scheduled table spot with Drew McIntyre during his match at Survivor Series. And Roman Reigns and Nia Jax apparently had an argument about it backstage. And Lana said it was just how she felt with some Samoan drama. And the spot in question was for Nia Jax to attack Lana at the start of the match and take her out with the table shot. She said, we were supposed to do this whole table spot on the show. And then Roman didn't want it because he had a table spot with Drew. So there was some major pushback. The Samoans, Nia and Roman, you know that whole thing. Like, oh my god, I'm caught in the middle of this drama. And so we had a huge spot. Like, I was supposed to be laid out in the very beginning. I was supposed to get in the ring and Nia snatched me because the whole point was every one on the team wore heels and I was the only baby face and they were all going to be against me and she was going to lay me out because the match it was her and then Nia, Shayna, Lacey Evans and Peyton Royce who of course were all heels and Lana was the only baby face so of course I think you know Nia and Roman they're family they're cousins and so they I mean I'm sure like fighting in the family of course isn't a rare thing of course and if this, I mean, I'm not saying Lana is a liar, but if this did happen, of course it wasn't a big deal because it didn't get out until just now. And Lana did get a star moment, so I don't think she should be unhappy because, I mean, she was the sole survivor and she didn't have to do anything. So, yeah. Now, let's talk about a superstar. Zoe Stark. So, one of the top stars on NXT currently is Zoe Stark. We talked about earlier in this episode, she and Io Shirai are getting a shot at the NXT Women's Tag Team Championships at the Great American Bash. And Zoe Stark was actually someone who did debut in the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic. Her tag team partner was Marina Shafir, who of course has recently been released by WWE. And then we did see Zoe come up to NXT and she actually got to have early in her career basically a match against Io Shirai and of course even though she didn't win she did have a pretty good showing against Io and she has had respect from Io even though Io says she doesn't necessarily like Zoe she respects her and they said that's all they need to capture those tag team titles and of course we've seen tag teams who haven't necessarily liked each other like of course Nia Jax, Shayna Baszler, They've teamed up and they weren't exactly big fans of each other, but they were able to get those tag team championships. But, and of course, Zoe Stark had a little mini rivalry with Tony Storm, who is also a very talented superstar. And although she did not capture the win, it was very a very intriguing storyline, in my opinion. Tony trying to mess with the new girls, Saray and Zayda Ramir. But Zoe put a stop to that, and she took charge. And so I am very excited to see what Zoe and Io Shirai bring to the table at the Great American Bash when they take on Candice LeRae and Indy Hartwell for those NXT Tag Team Championships. Well, Women's Tag Team Championships. They are all very talented superstars, so that'll be a very fun match to watch. And Zoe's like first 
title shot in NXT in her career here at WWE. So that'll be awesome, and I am very excited. Speaking of the Great American Bash, let's talk about a match that's happening there. MSK versus Tommaso Ciampa and Timothy Thatcher for the NXT Tag Team Championships. So another championship match that's happening this Tuesday at the Great American Bash is going to be MSK versus Tommaso Ciampa and Timothy Thatcher for the NXT Tag Team Championships. I'm very excited to see this match. I think it's going to be one heck of a match, and I'm excited to see what these two teams bring to the table. Of course, Tommaso Ciampa and Timothy Thatcher did have a rivalry, but they did team up in the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic, and now they are a tag team. They've taken down teams such as, of course, the Grizzled Young Veterans was their last feud, and now they're going for the championships. And, of course, if Tommaso Ciampa and Timothy Thatcher do win. This will be Timothy Thatcher's first title in WWE. Well, NXT and WWE, of course. So I'm very excited to see, again, what these two teams will bring to the table. I think that they will both do a great job, and I think that it will be a very intriguing match. And I'm just very excited to see it. Now, let's talk about our predictions for this match. So for our predictions on MSK versus Tommaso Ciampa and Timothy Thatcher for the NXT Tag Team Championships at the Great American Bash, again, like I said, I know it's going to be a crazy good match, and I'm excited to see what these teams do in this match, what they'll bring to the table. And picking a winner on this one is pretty hard, honestly, because I do feel like... MSK, they've only been the champions for like three months. So part of me feels like they have more ways to go and improve as tag team champions. But at the same time, of course, Tommaso Ciampa and Timothy Thatcher have been like trailblazing the tag team division as of late. So picking a winner for this is so hard. Of course, like I said, if Timothy Thatcher and Tommaso Ciampa do win this match, this will be Timothy's first title in his time at WWE. And so, my goodness, this is so hard to pick a winner than I thought it would be. But I am just going to say, as of right now, I'm just going to go with Tommaso Ciampa and Timothy Thatcher just because of the way they have been doing in the tag team division they've been trailblazing and just knocking out everyone in their path they've been they've been doing awesome so i mean if i get it wrong i won't be mad of course like i'm not mad if i don't get predictions right but just for right now i'm just gonna go with tommaso champa and timothy thatcher are gonna become the nxt tag team champions at the great american bash 
All right, that'll do it for this episode of What's Up WWE Universe. Again, make sure to follow, like, and subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already, and tell everyone you know so that we can keep growing and spreading our audience. And if you haven't already, make sure to check out our Facebook page at What's Up WWE Universe Pod and regular username just what's up wwe universe and follow that if you haven't already and remember new episodes come out every sunday all right i'm chloe and i'll see you guys next time bye and have fun at the great american bash